Hey, Gary Raven. Yes, Daryl Spicer. We're going to pick up some of these listeners. We're going to go for a ride in the big old store-bought truck. They're going to hear some great music. They're going to hear some great preaching. And some great testimonies. We're a couple old trailer truckers, and our ministry is to the driver. But, you know, that's the way it started. But then all of a sudden, we figured it out. It's not a truck driving ministry. It's a whosoever ministry. So we're going to hopefully enlighten you a little bit about the trucking industry. But more importantly, we want to bring Jesus to the drivers out there on the road, and to you. So, Daryl, buckle up and saddle up. We're going to have Church on the Road. I'm driving when the sun comes up. I'm driving when the sun goes down. The hum of 18 wheels Lord, that's the lonely sound I spend all day Chasing that old white line I've been on the road so long I've lost track of time Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever till the day I gotta see I gotta look around I got diesel smoke rolling From two chrome stacks My address is 408-414 A big blue Mac Now it don't matter where I'm going I just gotta drive I have that white line fever to the day that I die I said hey That's our good friends, the McKay Project from Columbus, Mississippi, and they recorded that at their studio, 115A. They're a class act. They are. They are great friends of the ministry, partners with us. Yes, they are. Do you know, Gary, uh, you partner with them and several people during through the years at Lonesome Road Ministries. You met so many people that's touched your lives. But you know, Gary, you've touched a lot of lives. You know, you're not just a recorder, a producer, a truck driver. 
you've also stood behind some pulpits, haven't you? Yeah, God has blessed me beyond anything I could ever dream, hope, or imagine, and He has sent me all over the country sharing my testimony, and every once in a while He lets me preach a message. I get to preach at our home church once in a while, and I was interim pastor at Samaria several months, and got to preach several messages, and yeah, every once in a while we put them out on a CD and send them out to people out there on the road. You know, our first CD conference, Lonesome Road CD conference in Carmel, Illinois, I'll never forget, we was just getting ready to get started, and you're walking down the hallway, and you go, Daryl, this is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, Daryl, this is crazy. And, and when you and I sit here together, just a couple old trailer truckers, and we get to think how God has used us not just in CDs, not sitting in the cab of a truck with a driver, but behind the pulpit of a church. I mean, that's crazy. It is. And, and fortunately, you recorded these messages, <laughs> and now we're able to share them with the radio public. So drivers, sit tight, hang on, because here's my good friend, Gary Ray. Son, with each new generation, there's always some new fad that seems to put a gap between a boy and his dad. But there's really not much difference between 60s rock and today's hip-hop. My dad called Grandpa Father the same way you call me Pop. Now, I may not dig your lingo or the way you get your kicks. It's even been said, and I guess it's true, old dogs can't learn new tricks. So it could be that I'm not hip, but I'm just not ready to believe that there could ever be a gap between my boy and me. I remember not too long ago, I would take you by the hand, and the way your eyes looked up at me made me a much taller man. You would ask a thousand questions about the stars and the trees, and if I threw a rock or chewed on an old twig, you would always copy me. I saw myself growing up again, watching you become a man. And now you have a little boy that you misunderstand. Oh, it gives me mixed emotions, sometimes happy, sometimes sad. But my proudest moment was the day you said, I love you, Dad. Life changes with changing times, and that's how it should be. And son, before you know it, you may feel the same as me. So if you sometimes ask yourself what this world is coming to, well, I'm sure you'll find the answer by looking back 
at me and you. Father, we do thank you, Lord, for this day and thank you for this opportunity to uh, gather together in your name, Father. And we just ask that you bless this service. Father, most of all, we pray for the prayer needs, the prayer requests that's come in each and every day. So many names are on that list, Father. So many prayer requests, so many needs. But God, you are what we need. We need Jesus in our lives, Lord. We just pray that you can use this ministry to send the gospel message across the country, around the world, Lord, filling people's hearts with Jesus. And Lord, we give you praise. We thank you for this season that we're in right now where you gave the greatest gift of all. And we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's, it's good to uh, mm, remember what it's all about. What Christmas is all about. Uh, it's really not about all the, the lights and the trees and the gifts. And it's about the one true gift. And that's the gift that God gave us. I just got one scripture I want to read. And that's John chapter 3, verse 16. I think everybody knows it by heart. And it's, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The greatest gift of all God gave us was his son Jesus Christ, who came into the world as a little baby, died for our sins, and rose so that we could have eternal life. That's the whole Christmas story in a nutshell. I uh, sent this... Uh, this is my newsletter that I send out every month, and I sent this out in uh, December 2010, and it's the meaning of Christmas. Just a week before Christmas, I had a visitor, and this is how it happened. I just finished the house, household chores for the night and was preparing to go to bed when I heard a noise in the front of the house. I opened the door to the front room, and to my surprise, Santa himself stepped out from behind the Christmas tree. He placed his fingers over his mouth so I would not cry out. What are you doing? I started to ask him. The words choked in my throat as I saw he had tears in his eyes. His usual jolly manner was gone. Gone was the eager, boisterous soul we all know. He then answered me with a simple statement, teach the children. I was puzzled. What did he mean? He anticipated my question. And with one quick movement, brought forth a miniature toy bag from behind the Christmas tree. As I stood there bewildered, Santa said, teach the children. Teach them the, the old meaning of Christmas. The meaning that a nowadays Chris Christmas has forgotten. Remember what Christmas used to be like? years and years ago, before all the hustle and the bustle, before we could, we had to, uh, Christmas presents came from the heart. I mean, you really had to put a lot of thought and maybe a lot of work into a Christmas present. Or you might get one that's homemade. Remember your children when they made your homemade presents and they'd wrap them and bring them to you? And what a, what it was like to 
unwrap those presents that your little children had made for you? Remember those? The old Christmas. Santa then reached in his bag and pulled out a fig tree and placed it on the mantle. Teach the children that the pure green color of the stately fir tree remains green all year round, depicting the everlasting hope of mankind. All the needles point heavenward, making it a symbol of a man's thoughts turning towards heaven. He again reached into his bag and pulled out a brilliant star. Teach the children that the star was the heavenly sign of the promise long ago. God promised a savior for the world, and the star was a sign of fulfillment of that promise. He then reached into his bag and pulled out a candle. Teach the children that the candle symbolizes that Christ is the light of the world. And when we see this great light, we are reminded of He who displaces the darkness. Once again, He reached into His bag and then removed a wreath and placed it on the tree. Teach the children that the wreath symbolizes the eternal nature of love. Real love never ceases. Love is one con continuous round of affection. He then pulled out from his bag an ornament of himself. Teach the children that Santa Claus symbolizes the generosity and goodwill we feel during the month of December. He reached in again and pulled out a holy leaf. Teach the children the holy plant represents immortality. It represents the crown of thorns worn by our Savior. The real holly berries represent blood shed by him. Next, he pulled out a gift from the bag and said, Teach the children that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift. Teach the children that the wise men bowed before the holy babe and presented him with gold frankincense, and myrrh. We should give gifts in the same spirit as the wise men. Santa then reached into his bag and pulled out a candy cane and hung it on the tree. Teach the children that the candy cane represents the shepherd's crook. The crook on the shepherd's staff helps bring back strayed sheep from the flock. The candy cane is a symbol that we are our brother's keeper. He reached in again and pulled out an angel. Teach the children that it was the angels that heralded in the glorious news of the Savior's birth. The angel sang glory to God in the highest, on earth peace and goodwill. Suddenly I heard a soft tinkling sound and from his bag he pulled out a bell. Teach the children that as the lost sheep are found by the sound of a bell, it should bring people into the fold. The bell symbolizes guidance and return. Santa looked at, his, at the tree and was pleased. He looked back at me, and I saw the twinkle was back in his eye. He said, remember, teach the children the true meaning of Christmas 
and not to put me in the center, for I am but a humble servant of the one who is, and I bow down and worship him, our Lord, our God. And that's the, the meaning of Christmas. I, I don't know who wrote that, but I thought it was pretty good. But, but uh, it just, that's Santa Claus telling us it's not about him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. Teach the children, you know. If we was to teach our children, if we could go back to the old school of Christmas, back to teaching our children at home about Jesus Christ and what it means, what it's all about, what life is all about, taking them to church, not sending them to church, but taking them to church. I listened to uh, Terry Hopkins today on the way to work. Uh, <laughs> I can't get a, I can never get enough of listening to him. I, I just love his uh, story and his message, and and he's such a great preacher. I think, but I listen to bus number nineteen. Teach the children. See, was, he was sending his kids to church. See, he knew he knew enough that he would send his kids to church, but he wasn't going. It took a bus driver to stop by his house one day and share Jesus with him to open his eyes. We can be that bus driver. We can go by and, and open somebody's eyes because they know, most people know. I remember as a little bitty boy, uh, my mom and dad sending me to church. I lived across the street from the Baptist church and they would send me and uh, my sisters across the street to church. They didn't go, but they knew enough that they knew the kids needed to be in church. It'd help them. It'd help them. So many people out there. I remember what my dad used to always, uh, one of my dad's old sayings, and it might have been some of yours too, I don't know. My dad used to tell me, uh, don't do as I do, do as I say. And, of course, I used to tell my kids that. Don't do as I do, do as I say. And that's, that's a philosophy of so many people. We know better, but we just don't do better. We don't want to do it, so we don't do it. But we want our children to do it. Teach the children. If we just teach our children, the best way to teach your children is how? By example. Exactly, exactly. If we will just live for Jesus. You know, it's, it's easy to be a Christian uh, on Sunday. <laughs> you can go to church and uh, our Two if you go to Sunday school, a couple hours, and man, you can be a really good Christian. You can just put on a good face and a good front. Of course, you might have been fighting with your wife all the way there, but it doesn't matter. You can still fool people for a little while. I like the saying, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time, and you can't fool God none of the time. You may fool some people, but you ain't fooling God. We need to live our lives, not only in church, but out of church. We need to be seven-day-a-week Christians. A one-day-a-week Christian is a weak Christian. That's what it is. But if we just live for Jesus, not only out in public, but when we're at home, man, I tell you, we can, we can turn this country around. We can turn this world around. But it, it's, it's up to us. We've got to do it. We've got to be the ones that do it.
pass it on, you know, pass it on to your children. And they'll grow up and they'll pass it on. Following in our father's footsteps. Just like we was down there at uh, the cowboy church the other night, me and Danny was down there. There was a drummer playing drums. And he was just a man, he was beating them drums and sitting right behind him was a three or four year old child and he was emulating his dad. He was hitting those, just playing the air drums, perfect. I mean, he was, he had her down pat, just like his daddy. He was doing it. He had watched his daddy enough that he knew he was, his eyes were locked on his dad and he was doing this, just like his dad, right every lick, just like his dad. Now, if his dad was in a bar and he had a beer sitting there, he would be doing that too. We follow in our father's footsteps. We, we become what we, we see. If you want your children to grow up to be strong, Christian, courageous people, they will, if we are. But if we're not, they won't be. They, they'll be what they are. The only thing that can change them is Jesus Christ. I grew up just like my dad. My dad was a truck driver. He uh, run around the bars and and all that, and and I'd done the same thing until Jesus Christ came into my life and changed me. Once I got saved, then everything changed. That broke that generational curse that was on me. Jesus Christ is a curse breaker, and I got the chance in uh, 2001, I believe it was to lead my daddy to the Lord and my mama. My dad had had a heart attack. We was in Springfield, Illinois. Me and my brother-in-law, Kenny Stoudemire, we went to the hospital and we, they first sent him to Mount Vernon, Illinois, and we went to the hospital and visited him there and asked him about his relationship with the Lord. And he said, don't worry, boys. He said, I'm okay. Me and God's got it all we got, a, we got an understanding, I think is what he said. He said, you may not know, but I was baptized once. Yeah, he got baptized. So we said, okay. And then we ended up taking him to Springfield for open heart surgery. And we talked to him again up there. He said, oh, I'm okay. Don't worry. And we said, okay. And we was just about, wasn't very long until they was going to wheel him down and cut him open. And me and Kenny had walked outside and left mom in there with him. They came and got me and Kenny, and they, dad wanted to talk to me and Kenny before he went in there. And he said, boys, he said, I don't think I'm okay. He said, I want to know this Jesus that you know. And the room was full of people. Everybody was still in there. And we... We led my dad to the Lord right there, right before he went into surgery. And I don't know why, but, well, I, I do know why. But I, when we got done leading my dad to the Lord, I just stood up and I said, is there anybody else who would like to give their life to Jesus? And my mom said, yeah. She said, I want to go where he's going. And we, so we led her to the Lord. <laughs> and then I stood up and I said, is there anybody else? And the guy in the next bed over there, he said, I've been praying with you all the way, brothers. <laughs> so I don't know if he got saved or if he was just praying with us, but it was a hallelujah shouting time. But 
I heard a statistic the other day that just amazed me, and I may have already shared this with most of you, but uh, when a woman gets saved, 17% of her household will also get saved. When a man gets saved, 97% of his household will get saved. 97%. Following in our Father's footsteps. What an awesome thing. And my mom, when, when she seen my dad get saved, she knew she, was, she wants to go with him. She's going to follow. Many times when a man gets saved, the woman gets saved. Sometimes it's the other way around, for, like for Danny and Terry Hopkins. And, but uh, most of the time, when a man gets saved, gives his life to Christ, people follow. It's the, the greatest gift of all. We have it, and we can share it. <laughs> this is the greatest gift that we can all share with others, is the gift of salvation. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. The greatest gift. The greatest gift. So, what are we going to do with this gift that God has given us? This Christmas, every Christmas, every year, He gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and what? Share. You know, God gives us these gifts that, that are in the Bible, the many spiritual gifts. He gives us these gifts so that we can, what? Help others. <laughs> They're not for us. They're so we can be a blessing to others. The more gifts God gives us, the more we can be a blessing to somebody else. So it's not about us. Go out and share Jesus today with somebody. And, and we make it easy here. We got CDs that you can just take and hand out and share. Share. Uh, I've had, uh, I don't know how many calls of people wanting us to send them certain CDs so that they can send them out in their Christmas cards. What a great gift. What a great way to share Jesus. Yeah. And it, it's probably too late to put them in Christmas cards now, but it's not too late to go take them to somebody and hand them to somebody and share Jesus with somebody and share your testimony. Your testimony is the greatest sermon that you've got of the power of Jesus Christ and how he can change your life. Amen. I was lost without hope Just an old sinner thief At the end of my rope In my mind was a scripture Many times I had scorned While down the road they led Jesus They claimed virgin born That day I met Jesus Hanging there on a tree I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me I left a lifetime of misery 
see that day I met Jesus, that day he saved me. There was nothing to do that would alter my past. That's when I knew that this day was my last. They nailed this man Jesus on a cross next to me. There I opened my heart, new life to receive. That day I met Jesus hanging there on a tree. I heard as he spoke and he beckoned to me. I left a lifetime of misery hanging there, don't you see? That day I met Jesus, that day. That day I met Jesus, that day he saved me. be precious in his mother's sight I knew he found his mama when he held a finger tight my emotions just run wild should I laugh or should I cry I didn't give him life Still he is my child I've never been this happy Any time I can recall This miracle of life Is the greatest one of all He's just her baby Mama's little man And I just think maybe He's got his daddy's hands And I know he'll have to suffer Misery and pain But God has made his promise And someday he'll rule and reign He's just her But to me, he's the great I am. She heard her baby cry. 
looked up in the sky Hanging on a cross Waiting there to die I thought he must be precious In his mother's sight In her mind she understands this But in her heart it's just not right He's just her baby Mama's little man And I still think maybe He's got his daddy's hand and I know he'll have to suffer misery and pain But God has made his promise and someday he'll rule and reign He's still her baby But to me he's the great I am He's the great I am Alright friends, that's Joe Arview with a great song that he wrote I'm going to give you his phone number Now don't tell him where you got this phone number But I want you to call him And you can call him any hour of the day He loves those calls Oh brother Especially about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And don't tell him I said. Tell him Gary said. <laughs> but Joe's phone number is 618-927-1986. And he has got some great music. He's got a website, joerview.com. Check him out, and you'll be glad you did. What's back there in the bunk? Nothing. Nothing. This guy spent all his money on chrome and lights. <laughs> well, I heard that. Here is our good friend, Joe Arview. said I was old enough to drink But mama had a different way to think I was playing with an old rockabilly band I said I was gonna be my own kind of man Daddy met me in the front yard one night before I played Said you can't live here If you're gonna live this way I went on down to that local club We played our set that the crowd really loved The band took a break and I went out to cool off Still can't believe what I saw in the parking lot Mama and Daddy both knelt down and I prayed to the Lord Saying, God, please forgive him, he's still our little boy Grace and Mama kept me out of trouble Every time she prayed 
they love me like no other Mercy built a bridge And my daddy drove the nails I had me a talk with my Lord above He told me about his never-ending love How he gave his life on Calvary Said he'd done it all if only for me Said if I'd take his hand now He'd lead me through this night If I'd just hang on But he'd lead me to the light Said Grace and Mama kept you out of trouble I held you up every time she prayed. And Mom and Dad came love you like I love you. Mercy built a bridge, and my daddy drove the nails. Mercy built a old rugged cross. My father drove. Friends, this is Jeff and Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries. Is there such a thing as the perfect gift? At Christmas time, shoppers go in search of it. Everyone wants his or her perfect gift. But the things that people really want to make their lives better can't be bought from a store. I'm talking about good health, peace of mind, financial security, and long life, just to name a few. There is a gift that provides the missing elements of our lives. Best of all, anyone who knows where to find it can tell you where to get it, free of charge. Sound too good to be true? Yes, but this is one gift that delivers what it promises. God presented this perfect gift to the world over 2,000 years ago. His son Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem to a humble carpenter and his betrothed, a virgin named Mary. There was no get-together to celebrate the blessed event, only a star casting down its light from the night sky. During the Christmas holiday, those who are Christians celebrate Jesus' birth as the beginning of something wonderful. Without his birth, there could not have been a victorious death at Calvary and eternal salvation for every believer. Jesus' life upon this earth was short, but he left behind a life of teaching. God's love became real through his son. Those who longed to know that God cared about them had at last found comfort. On August 13, 1995, at the age of 43, driving down the road in my semi-truck, I found that perfect gift. I cried out to God to save me, and he did. Now I have a friend who will never disappoint me and a father who answers when I call. Remember the things I mentioned earlier? Good health, peace of mind, financial freedom, long life. God will provide all of those through his son. Would you like to know where to find God's greatest gift? He's as close as your knees are to the floor. Ask him to forgive your sins and make your heart and mind whole again. The greatest gift of all is yours for the asking.
If it weren't for kids, have you ever thought There wouldn't be no Santa Claus Look what the stork just brought, thank God for kids We'd all live in a quiet house Without Big Bird or Mickey Mouse And Kool-Aid on the couch, thank God for kids Thank God for kids, there's magic for a while A special kind of sunshine in a smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The nearest thing to heaven is a child How does this thing fly And a hundred other wares and wives You really don't know but you try Thank God for kids When you look down in those trusting eyes They look to you and you realize It's a love that you can't buy Thank God for kids Thank God for kids, there's magic for a while A special kind of sunshine in a smile Do you ever stop to think or wonder why The nearest thing to heaven is a child Get down on your knees tonight And thank the Lord for His guiding light You pray they turn out right Thank God for kids mm. Who are you kidding? Thank God for them grandkids Running down the hall Daddy wake up Can I go see That boy makes Christmas worth it all Wrapping paper Pile knee deep New toy train and basketball Squeals of laughter And a kiss for me The priceless gift that's worth it all Looking back I see now The love that we had then Came from a baby who was born in Bethlehem And God gave his boy to 
be a man on the cross That boy makes Christmas worth it all Passing, I still can't believe my little boy is now a dad. And Christmas ain't what it used to be. Sometimes I get a little sad. The morning after. Quiet night. I hear them pulling up the drive. Little kisses and hugs so tight. That's what keeps this old man alive. Looking here, I see now this love I hold again. Came from a baby who was born in Bethlehem. God gave His born to be a man on the cross. That boy makes Christmas worth it all. That boy makes Christmas worth it all. Well, friend, are you lost? Do you not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says uh, in John chapter 3, verse 3, that we must be born again in order to see the kingdom of God. In John fourteen six, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If you're not sure, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never asked Him into your heart, then I'm going to give you a chance to pray a prayer of salvation right now, and God's going to save you. That's right. You don't have to go to church to get saved. I got saved in the cab of a semi-truck out on the road driving 65 mile an hour down the highway and Jesus Christ come into my life and save me and he can do the same for you right now if you'll believe in your heart and trust in him the Bible says in uh, Romans chapter 10 verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. That word justified, we can be justified with Jesus Christ. And justified is just if I'd never sinned. And that's what Jesus Christ is going to do to you. If you believe with all your heart and confess with your mouth, he's going to save you. 
As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord over all and richly blesses all who call on him. All means all, and that's all it means. There's no difference between Jews and Gentiles. And Jesus Christ wants to come into your life right now and save you. If you'll pray a simple prayer of salvation and ask him into your heart, he's going to save you. Pray with me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Pray this simple little prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my life. I want to give my life totally to you. I surrender all. I want to live for you from this day forward. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Lord, I ask you to come into my life and change me from the inside out. And God, I will live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Now the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse uh, 13, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, then you are saved. And now what you need to do is you need to call someone and tell them that you just asked Jesus Christ into your life and you are saved. Sometimes I like to take a little trip and go back down my memory lane. My cares and worries just seem to disappear and I become just a child again. You see, everything looks different through the eyes of a child. Why, they can see their own backyards stretching out for miles. Now, I never mean to tell a lie, but I guess I stretch it some. Each time I tell about the things I did when I was very young, those mountains that I used to climb, they were really just small peaks. And those big rivers that I used to cross, well, they were just a few small creeks. My wild and woolly Mustang, of which I was so proud, he was just a broken down old nag that got too old to plow. And those stampeding buffaloes with their flying hooves of steel, they were really our old milk cows that I drove from the field. And my trusty old Winchester that I carried at all times. Well, it was really just a slingshot that I'd made out of twine. Yes, the truth always looks different through the eyes of a child. And I like to see their eyes light up with my stories rough and wild. So if I stretch the truth a bit, when I relive my youth, why, I'm just looking back through the eyes of a child. So to me, it is the truth. Yes, sometimes I like to take a little trip and go back down my memory lane. 
All my cares and worries just seem to disappear. And I become just a child again. Christmas apron haul The spell from a cooking Has got me looking In the oven where I know I don't belong And Grandpa fell asleep again In his rocking chair While the babies crawl around The Christmas tree Where the presents overflow To let everybody know that we love our country Christmas family It's gonna be a country kind of Christmas With a family gathered here Christmas in the country's got a special kind of cheer It's gonna be a country kind of Christmas around here Beyond them's built a snowman in the garden spot Now they're rolling down the cellar hill When the snowballs start to fly, somebody's gonna cry And Grandma hollers time to bring it in There's a table set to feed this house of royalty It's time to bow before the King of Kings Lord, thank you for the reason we've gathered here this season. Bless our country Christmas family. It's gonna be a country kind of Christmas with the family gathered here. Christmas in the country's got a special kind of cheer. It's gonna be a country kind of Christmas around here It's gonna be a country kind of Christmas around here And drivers, my friend Gary Rayburn has a song and testimony called At the Foot of the Tree that Dennis McKay uh, recorded for Gary and did an awesome job. And just like Gary Rayburn, if you said that prayer, then you've got a testimony. So let's go to the foot of the tree. At the crossroads of life, lost without hope, 18 wheels of lonesome. The end of the road In my hand was a track The preacher had read His words still echoing In the back of my head I felt so 
ashamed when I thought of my past. Then I called his name. This chance would it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken hearted and lonesome, so long I've been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Road, and I shared the good news wherever I go. Yes, there's been a change. I'm not the man I used to be, and I tell everybody what's happened to me. How I felt so ashamed when I thought of my past, but I called his name. This chance could it be my last? Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree, and I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross, broken-hearted and lonesome. Lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Then I saw Jesus hanging on that tree. I lifted up my heart from down on my knees. Today I met Jesus at the foot of the cross. Broken-hearted and lonesome. So long I'd been lost. I left a lifetime of misery at the foot of the tree. Drivers, this is Chaplain Gary Rayburn, Lonesome Road Ministries, Church on the Road Radio, and we want to hear from you. Give us a shout. Our phone number is 618-383-2107 or log on to lonesomeroad.org. And if you can't give us a call, then just blow your air horn as you're driving by.
time But I gotta keep a rolling Those windshield wipers slapping out of tempo Keeping perfect rhythm with the song on the radio But I gotta keep a rolling Ooh, I'm driving my life away Looking for a better way Keep a roll. 